Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Let me ask you a question. Are you middle-aged, disheartened, burned out, and wishing you could be 30 again? Perhaps you're stuck in a job and a career you don't admire, or worse yet, Maybe you're unemployed and your personal life is uninspiring as well. Whether divorced or still married, the thrill of romance is gone, and either you don't see enough of your kids or during the pandemic perhaps too much, and contact is painful now uh, that you've got uh, your all, know-it-all all to uh, smart-mouthed preteens and teenagers. Maybe your life today actually is not so bad. It's simply uninspiring. So let me ask you a question. Do you honestly believe that your best days are all behind you, or are they yet to come? And guess what? My guest motivational speaker, coach, and author Joe Swinger is here to suggest that you can make the second half of your life the best half. In fact, he asserts for us age 50 is not the new 30. It can be way better. And let's find out how and why. And here is Joe Swinger's outstanding biography. He's a recognized authority on self-mastery leadership and a motivational transformation specialist. And through his um, inspirational speaking and his personal life and corporate leadership coaching, he's helped thousands to a full and abundant life by uncovering the magic within. And he's a pioneer in the authentic servant leadership movement. And Joe is a certified Jack Canfield Success Principles trainer and founder of Self Mastery Leadership Academy and is creator of the Seven Essential Virtues Workshop and author of three books, including his most recent, Awaken the Magic Within. And if you think you had a bad at middle age, a few years back, Joe Swinger, after youthful success, was a broken man, broke, homeless, and having lost his business and his family. And hello, Joe Swinger, your midlife recovery has been spectacular. Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Hey, thank you, Roy. I'm so excited to be here. Well, as you reveal in your book, your emotions once were dominated by pure anger, and your employees dubbed you manager from hell. Where did all that negative emotion in the and a bad attitude toward others come from? Well, it uh, started, I guess, when I was a little boy. You know, I was got called a, a loser in the family. It was kind of a dysfunctional family. And uh, I incorporated that in my personality uh, for, you know, five decades. Wow. I, uh, I managed uh, with, a, uh, you know, low self-esteem. And so I was very defensive. I would you know, be punitive on the job with the associates. I got great results, but uh, when the time came the time to take the survey, everybody hated me. And I, I finally had to 
dig down and find out how am I going to change this? And so that's you know, what the story those, was about. Those great results are short-lived when you have that kind of an attitude. I think people uh, produce out of fear, but you don't really achieve an excellent corporate record long-term <laughs> ruling through fear and, and nastiness. Absolutely, and especially in today's uh, environment. yeah, There's just no yeah. way you could be that kind of leader. No. Well, what inspired you to realize that your miserable circumstances and prior behavior did not reflect the person you really are and that you were fully capable of turning your life around? What was the turning point? Well, the turning point was uh, we had gotten an employee review, and I, I realized everyone hated me. There were very bad comments. And, and what bothered me is I really thought I was doing the best thing for the people. Yeah. So I, I had to examine myself and decide how am I going to be different. And I took a, a, a novel approach. I decided that I was going to go to work as a motivational speaker. Oh. And I didn't know what a motivational speaker did. I didn't know uh, anything about it, but I started researching to say, how can I go to work in the morning and instead of people fearing me, I would inspire people to be the best they could be that day. And and then, I, you know, is the research on, like you said, the seven essential virtues, I researched that, incorporated it, and, you know, it's a process, but that was the turning point. Your promotion tells us you specialize in helping adults of middle age enjoy the VIP life. As a starting point, will you please describe what does a VIP life consist of? What does that term mean for you? So I, I started the Silver Linings Network. Uh, to me, it's a, a complement organization to everyone our age knows AARP, right? <laughs> and uh, AARP, I call it like nuts and bolts. It's going to get you from where you are to the grave. With insurance information, and don't you know, right? Don't be frauded, and uh, you know how to how to how to live old. Quite frankly, yeah. the Silver Lining Network. I always network call is that ARP. To... I don't like ARP much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the Silver Linings is how do you live those last years? What I call making the second half of life the best half, yeah. and live the, the VIP life of vibrancy, impact, and purpose. How do you retire in your 50s or your 60s and, and you have 20 or 30 years left? Yeah. And so what are you going to do with them? I, what, what are you, how are you going to be vibrant every day and live with a purpose and make an impact? What's your message? And it could be on a small level. It could be on a big level. Maybe somebody wants to be an author. And uh, so it's really about examining where you are and who do you want to become. That, that's basically yeah. where we start. Yeah, well, how how would somebody that uh, is miserable with where they are now, how would they get started in doing that? Well, that's a great question. Uh, the first thing is they have to realize that they're unfulfilled, and, and many people don't. But once you wake up to the fact that, you know what, I'm not happy. I'm in a bad job or I'm in a bad relationship or I'm retired and I'm doing nothing. I'm just, the clock is running. <laughs> and, and so you really have to, decide what do you want to do with, you know, the remaining years that's different. If yeah. you're in a job, like you know, like I left the corporate world last June, so I've been out a year, oh, and I decided at my age I was either going to take a gamble on the corporate people or I was going to gamble on Joe. And and I yeah. left 
And uh, it's been the greatest thing I've done. You know, I never had been an entrepreneur, but I've learned so much. And now I want to teach other people how to do it. So the first thing is be aware. And then you could read books. You can get a coach. Many people, like, like myself, I give a 45-minute free planning session. We'll, yeah, we'll discuss where you are. What have you tried? Where do you want to go? And I give, I'll give them a 90-day plan. There's no charge Ooh, for that. If they want to work with me, yeah, then we could talk about that too. But that's really how you want, how you get started. Yeah, I see. It's, uh, well, and the subtitle of your latest book, Awakened Magic Within, is The Seven Essential Virtues for Incredible Success. Can you please run through at least a few of these virtues and why each of them is essential? Yeah, uh, sure. So I looked at over 100 attributes or virtues when I went down this path, and I took what I thought were the core seven, that if you had these seven, you would have a great character, you would attract networking partners, you would attract success because of the person you become. And the first one uh, is, is purpose. And you really have to know your purpose. And I I don't mean like on a what's your purpose on earth big kind of thing. It's just like, what do you really want to do? You know, what what do you want to, what's going to get you excited to wake up in the morning? And in the book, uh, the character, they they wave a mousetrap in front of them. Even a 50-cent mousetrap has a purpose. But many people don't know their purpose. Right? Not a very good and, purpose uh, if you're a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, another one uh, is forgiveness. You know, there's many people walking around in the victim role yeah. who have not forgiven their ex, they have not forgiven their parents, they haven't forgiven their child, and, and so, or, they, or even their boss, you know. Now, there's a joke that people go to work and complain about the spouse, and then they go home and they complain about the boss. <laughs> but it's never their fault, right? Yeah, so it's so, that's to, such a great way of copying out. You never have to assume responsibility for improving right. your life. Of course, it never gets better, but you always have a build an excuse to blame others. <laughs> so you, you have to forgive people. You know, you don't have to work with them again. You Like my parents, I, I forgave them for what happened. But yeah. from that moment, you have to take 100% responsibility. Amen. But if you don't forgive people, that anger and that uh, regret and all that, it, it takes your energy. It dissipates the energy. So you really uh, yeah, have to get into that. Those are the opposite emotions you need to be energetic and committed to something. <laughs> right. Because uh, if, you're, if your psyche is being filled with... Uh, that kind of stuff. There's no room for great things to come in. No. And another one is uh, perseverance. Many people, you you have to stay in the game. You know, people will will stay on a job for ten or twenty years to get promoted, but they'll write a book and they'll give up in ninety days, or they'll start a business and give up in six months. So it's it's not working. Or they'll you have talk to about every starting day. a business, but they never really persevere to get it started. <laughs> You're you're absolutely right, Roy. It sounds like you've been around these these things. Yeah. Yeah, and so those are the and and just quickly uh, the one of the other ones is love, and then uh, I have tolerance and uh, compassion and faith. And those, yeah, those you are have the to seven. have love, by the way, for yourself in order to love others. If you don't love yourself, that, 
probably that, that is huge. You, yeah, self-love starts everything. Yeah. And it's amazing if, if you do an exercise like I have in a workshop and you say, put 10 things down that you're unhappy about yourself, people will give you 20. But if you put down, <laughs> write down 10 things you love about yourself, they'll think of one or two. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really uh, <laughs> it's sad. That says a lot about human nature, doesn't it? <laughs> you all know what's wrong, but you don't know what's right about your life. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so what does that tell you? Why people are living unfulfilled lives. Yeah. Well, so many of us uh, are giving in to aging, and we fail to recognize that things sh- should get better, not worse, as we age. Uh, if we uh, assume that the best is all in the past, what factors are we ignoring? I thought what you had written down in your promotion made a lot of sense. Yeah, great uh, question, Roy. The, the, the thing we have going for us is that we take all our failures and disappointments and bad you know, marriages and all that in the first half, and we use that as wisdom in the second half. So yeah, we you be able you to don't relive it just to be angry or disappointed or blame someone. You use it, use it as a lesson going forward. Absolutely. And so you, you get that new relationship or that new career that you should already have worked out a lot of the negative things that you tend to, like if people attract the same people or whatever. Yeah. And, and then you you have to, again, I spoke about tolerance. It's tolerance for yourself. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm getting older. I don't look as good as I used to. Uh, I, I may have a couple of health issues. So, yeah. so just acknowledge it, but, but you you get you have to move on. And if you're in your 60s, you still have 20 good years at least. And yeah. and people are retiring early today in many cases. Well, as baby boomers, we're now, I think the youngest are in their 50s, and I assume many of you listeners are making plans for retirement. Besides money, what should you focus upon as you approach and dive into retirement? Any suggestions there? Yeah, so money is a is a big issue, and but it's not a retirement issue. Even as a coach now, if I work with people, they have no time and no money. Yeah. They're doing something with their time and money, but it's not to improve themselves. So as with them, so money is a an issue, but I left and I didn't have like a ton of money. The thing is focusing on your passion. So what is the end goal? What do you want to accomplish? And then you work backwards to what kind of steps am I going to have to take to get there? So we don't want to, in the second half of life, we don't want to be an Olympian. But if somebody wanted to be an Olympian, they know four years out that they're going to be at the Olympics. So you have to begin the training. And, and so that's what we do in the second half. If you want to write a book or start a business, you you have to assume the role and act what they call act as if. Act as if you are already an author. You're a business owner. You're you're volunteering, or you want to start an organization. I mean, there are so many things. And then that you really you start reliving it, in your mind, visualizing in your mind, what how good it will feel, what it'll be like once you've accomplished that. That's a key part, I think, of getting anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that, that's the acting as if that you how you're going to feel, and don't worry about the how. What that's what really trips up a lot of people. 
I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's too, and we set little goals because we don't know how we're going to accomplish the big goals, but it's really the big goals, like the Silver Lanes Network, that get people excited. It's like when I tell people I have this organization, people want to, go, want to join. They want, they want a big idea. Yeah. You know, forget this old age stuff. I mean, uh, we can keep going into our 80s. Yeah. Well, here's a related question. As we age, uh, baby boomers as, as a whole are becoming less dominant in politics and commerce. Most, a lot of us are retiring, and baby boomers are beginning to leave the center stage. But a lot of us are not ready to be pushed into irrelevance. Can you offer any, any suggestions for boomers who still want to make a difference, recreate, and stay relevant? For so many of us, this is essential for a joyful second half. We're not going to enjoy life just sitting around uh, with a fishing pole. <laughs> yeah, right. So you, you mentioned the, the boomers uh, were kind of winding down. But yeah. the, the spending power of the uh, what the, the millennials and the ones, uh, Generation X and all those, I don't even know the whole alphabet. <laughs> they are going Z now. I don't know what comes next. Is it, is it Z? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and so the spending power, you know, they just came out with some later statistics. It's going to be like $50 trillion or something in the year 2030. And then wow. in 2040, they're projecting all this out. And it's a massive amount of the economy. And so the 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 way people are treated old is you you have old you have old glasses. You have big giant calculators because you you know they assume everybody can't read. They have bad eyesight. They have bad this. Instead of thinking like in sexy ways, what what are what's what are the cool things we can do for the people in that age group? You know the terms like elderly. And you know, I I don't know. I I just like to like to eradicate all those terms. The one because, I hate uh, most is seniors. I <laughs> senior, yeah. There you go. Oh, I hate it, that it's, word. It's just like a, a like a negative connotation. Yeah. You know, in some countries, the seniors are revered, and maybe if, yeah, if it was like true. that here, you wouldn't mind it, right? Yeah. Why don't they just call us a mentor or something? Right? That's yeah. not bad. <laughs> Well, I'd like to touch briefly on your book, Awaken Magic Within. In it, you present your transformative self-mastery leadership style, and I understand it involves listening to the voice inside. And the only inner voice I ever hear is the voice of fear and doubt informing me of my limitations. Tell us how can we discover, as you call it, the magic within, that inner voice that reveals our potential for greatness and our purpose in life, rather than telling us what we can't do. <laughs> well, I, I love that you made that disclosure, because those are the inner voices that most of us have. Fear and doubt <laughs> yeah. and limiting beliefs and negative self-image. And, and that's what we listen to. And so people, they want to do something, but it's like, well, who do you think you are trying to do that? You're not good enough. You're a loser. Or they'll say something to their spouse, and the spouse will think they're crazy. And and so you really got to still the mind, and that's what's so great about journaling and meditation and those kind of things. And then you listen to the voice that's coming from within. That's what I call the magic. And what's it telling you to do? What, what's that? 
crazy idea that you say, you know what, maybe I'd like to do that. You know, it's like you're entering a second childhood or teen years, and that's the voice that we should be acting upon. And then, you know, working with it day after day, it really starts to get stronger. But spending a lot of time, you know, we talked about the self-love issue, spending a lot of time alone in the stillness and just write down whatever comes up. And you'll be amazed. You'll go through a bunch of crap or whatever. And then after you get through that, you'll start writing down things that come to you that maybe are things you can look at or do. Yeah. or Yeah, it's amazing. The intuition will speak. Yeah, you just uh, you give yourself time away from uh, even your spouse or kids or whatever. You, you need to have isolation like meditation moments and uh, just let that free thought flow in. And pretty I, soon you'll I think most the- most of the, the, the fans listening are old enough to remember the AM radio when you would go by a, a viaduct, remember, and you yeah. get all that static. You know, yeah. that's what people are walking around in life. We have this static plane in our head, the white noise, yeah. and we can't really hear uh, the true self. Yeah, that's so true. Well, uh, <clears throat> where's the best place for listeners to preview and purchase your book, Awaken Magic Within? Well, the book is probably the best place right now is Amazon, or they could uh, go to joeswinger.com, and I have a form they could fill out if they want to get the, the free coaching session. But I, I think another thing I want to tell the listeners, uh, to go to my new private Facebook group. There's, you know, it's no charge. Oh. It's called the Silver, Linings Network, the Silver Linings Network, and I just started it. It's going to be an organization of everyone, middle age or above, and then we're going to do some great things. And you can find that at facebook.com slash groups slash the, the Silver Linings Network. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Sounds interesting. Facebook.com slash groups slash silver. What's that again? Silver uh, uh, the, the, the Silver Linings Network. Yeah, network. Okay, I'll check that out. Well, for and, personal, uh, yeah, I'm going to – I'm sorry, sir. No, I, no, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say uh, I do – uh, my cup of joe. So uh, every every morning I'm going to be doing a cup of joe where I talk on five, seven minutes, get people inspired for the day. Uh, we're going to be starting that up. And uh, we're going to do – I have great speakers coming in. I'm starting what I call my VIP talks. It's, it's kind of like what the TED Talk does, but this is all going to be on vibrancy, impact, and purpose. And so that's going to be Facebook Live in the group. And uh, there's a lot of great things happening in there. That sounds great. Well, you also have a website where people can sign up for that uh, free consultation for your coaching. What's that website address so people know where to go? Yeah, it's my name, joeswinger.com, and uh, then there's a form in there. They could just uh, fill it out. Or if they're if they're on Facebook, they can just uh, look me up, Joe Swinger, and send me a direct message or friend me. Yeah, uh, and you can also... Always, um, can you check out on your website when the next uh, you're going to have another one of these seven essential virtues workshop? Yes, I am. I had some things scheduled that, of course, were canceled. But I'm, I'm yeah, that's right. Putting that's together, <laughs> yeah, I'm putting together a virtual one. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, so they should check that out on joeswinger.com, I guess. Okay. Well, in conclusion, to summarize the virtues of Joe Swinger's book and his speeches and consultation, I'd like to quote from an Amazon reviewer, John Butler. I don't know John, but he made some interesting thoughts. He said, some of the lessons taught in the book at home was I the cause of my own failures? Am I placing blame on others while not taking responsibility? Am I being my best self, or am I just fooling myself into believing that I am? And I did soul searching and found a way I could ways I could adapt to a better way of thinking, a better way of doing, a better way of being. And believe me, to ensure that middle age, in fact. Your entire second half of life is indeed your best age. This is precisely the attitude adjustment and approach to daily living you'll need. And thanks a million to you, Joe Swinger, for your inspiring message. Thank you, Roy. This has been a, this has been great. Well, a great interview by my guest, Joe Swinger. He's quite a swinger, isn't he? Before I go, how about six ways to regain your focus? Chances are, if you're listening in, you'd like to keep your mind and memories as sharp as can be for as long as possible. And I'm not just talking about oldsters. I'm talking about people in their 40s or early 50s as well. In a December 2017 newsletter, AARP ordered six science-backed tips, or offered six science-backed tips to up your concentration and focus skills. Now, I know a lot of the younger members of the audience will tune it out when I say AARP, but you don't have to be well up in your 50s or 60s because all of us, even at 40, can use tips on inspiring and improving our concentration and our focus skills. So here goes. Number one, grab a good novel. In a study at Emory University in Atlanta, Subjects read at night and underwent scans of their brain daily, and the scans showed increased connectivity in the part of the brain associated with language. And most interesting to researchers, the neural changes persisted for five days after participants finished the book. Or if you prefer, why not read my book, a nonfiction book titled A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and you'll find it on Amazon.com. More on that later. Here's number two. Play an instrument. Now, if you can't do that, meditate. Or write without interruption for 30 days, a little each day. Focusing on a single complex task improves your ability to focus on other areas, says one scientist. It turns out that making a habit of these activities can result in what the scientists call additional state training, where you get better able to get in a relaxed, focused state for other activities. And number four, and I can certainly relate to this one because it works for me, in one study, participants ages 60 to 82 perform better on cognitive tasks and more focused when tested in the morning than in the afternoon. So work in the morning, and I'll bet that uh, improved uh, focus applies to folks 40 to 60 as well as the oldsters. So try working in the morning when you're fresh. Number four, learn a language. Researchers found that bilingual speakers 
uh, we're better at maintaining focus and attention than those people that speak just one language, like so many of us in the U.S. So find an easy one, one, especially if you live in the Southwest. Learn Spanish. You run into a lot of Spanish-speaking folks in that part of the country. So take it up. And here's number five. This is a good one. Volunteer. When older executives volunteered in the Baltimore Experience Corps, a program in which retirees serve as mentors for children, what a wonderful cause. It not only stopped age-related shrinking of the brain, but some brains grew slightly in size, just so they don't bust out of your head, <laughs> according to one study. And volunteering uh, to mentor kids is a great cause, but so are other types of volunteering, like delivering food to the poor or uh, inter, uh, those at home or uh, service, serving as a guide or a greeter at a local hospital. Those are great volunteering. But that brings us down to number six, my favorite, because I can do this well, chew gum. In a test involving the recall of random numbers, those who were chewing gum responded more quickly and accurately than those who were not. And uh, one restriction, if you chew gum in a public place, please do not stick your used gum under the uh, chair you're sitting on or under the table. That's just gross. But that's it. Six uh, clues to make you more responsive and more aware at middle age. And please... uh, don't neglect to preview my book, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards. It's 14 years old, but the words uh, applying to uh, midlife renewal, they apply as much today as they did when it was written 14 years ago. In fact, more so with the COVID-19 pandemic, which has disrupted so many of our lives. And since our lives are disrupted, why not make the best use of your time? That's a midlife challenge by Wake Up by Roy C. Richards. And tune in again next week to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Talk to you then. So long for now. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.